What's up, good fighters? It's your boy, Dr. Gates, along with Dr. Nash, coming at you live with connection, intention, and purpose as per usual, but never diminished. So let's get it, Dr. Nash. Today, what are we talking about, my man? We're going to get right into it, y'all. Magnetism. Now, not necessarily. There's a lot of layers to magnetism. I always have been fascinated with magnets. I always thought that shit was literal magic. And... (laughs) I've been reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and he mentions magnetism in here, but in a little bit different light. So I wanted to Big pull book. a little bit from that. Right, great book, phenomenal book. For anybody, uh, any profession, any background, it's one of those books that uh, you instantly become better just by absorbing the content from it. So absolutely, really, really good stuff. Real quick, did you get to the part about Palmer yet? No, dude, I've been, I've been oh, waiting dude. for it. It's got to be it's- here at the end because I'm like – yeah, I want to say it's like three fourths. You're close. I'm I know, almost hundred percent. You're close. I'm like probably in the chapter, honestly, because it's the brain chapter, or maybe the sixth sense chapter. Even, I'm gonna dig mine up. I have it tabbed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what's he got? What's he got on magnetism, dude? Because I, I read that book for the first time. Let's see. I read it for the my first time through on seventy five hard, actually. For sure. Um, and I want maybe it was actually phase one, but. One thing that I loved about it was, you know, just like you said, any prof- it, it, it crosses anywhere you're at in life and, and brings through things you need to work on. So what, what's kind of the take on magnetism that you want to discuss? Well, there's, though? There's, a, there's a little bit of foundation, which isn't any, anything new to the people that listen to this pod, podcast or taking this type of content. But a lot of it comes from connection to sources greater than yourself. Yeah, and using what Napoleon Hill describes as natural stimulants and transmuting those into what he describes as energy and uh, what would be considered magnetism. So yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about manifesting certain realities and certain futures for ourselves and certain things that we want to put into our reality, right? Right. Having a sort of magnetism of pulling ourselves towards those points. And a lot of that comes from not just having the wish of ha- of attaining these you know things that are on our lists or or anything like that, but it's connecting emotion to those. And when yeah. we connect emotion to things, it provides a whole other uh, deeper layer of of energy and connection to to source. And in this chapter of the, so it's the mystery of sex transmutation. He describes uh, the explanation is that the factor of personality known as personal magnetism is nothing more or less than sex energy. So what he goes on to describe is, and this is, uh, this, I mean, this is like interesting to me, you know, at 28 years old, I've never really thought about this way, but when it comes to personal magnetism, he describes it as having the ability to turn desire into, into something tangible into into mm. action. Okay. Yeah. So in, in this chapter, he talks about it more as in, in the realm of sexual attraction, right? right? So you being a married man, me being 
in a relationship for four years with Dr. Leilania, as anybody OG listeners know. Dude, has it already been four years? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild. Wow. But there's a there's a element, there's a power element behind cultivating that that type of relationship and right. that's that type of commitment and um the cliche of behind every great great man is a great woman it's more than just power couple stuff right there, mm-hmm. there there's there's deeper connection and it's kind of like i always think in the terms of like batteries or of like generators or um, yeah. I, I don't know what the perfect analogy is but it's a self-fulfilling and self-replenishing energy source. Right. Having somebody like that in your corner. But when it comes to personal magnetism, it's using that, that concept when you're connecting with people, it doesn't have to be people with of the, of the opposite sex all the time, but like literally having the desire to create connections with people or, or just even like, even just diving into, being 100% in that moment with somebody, mm-hmm. it provides an element of of magnetism that people are attracted to that. Yeah. I'm not just people, but the universe responds to that, right? And, and it helps bring things into, into our reality that we might not really have the, the necessary power to do so. Yeah. Do you remember that chapter at All Gates? Yeah, a little bit. And actually, while you were talking, I think this is something that um, more specifically, Dr. Flynn talks a lot about is when you're with a patient, the number one focus that you have, and this is for all you students out there, a little bit of um, business tip, I guess you could say, or, or just practice tip is, is getting someone to the second date. Your, your, your only purpose on your first appointment with a patient is getting someone to the second date which is obviously a second appointment. And there's got to be some level of attractiveness to what you are bringing to the table and essentially making their life better. You're, you're pulling them in, right? You're pulling them in with some sort of, you know, energy like you were discussing before to ideally make them better, optimize them. And not necessarily because you are, this overall powerful being, but because we're all powerful beings that thrive on each other when we're, when we're manifesting what we want to. Right. So I think that for me, that's always played a role in terms of, like you said, if you want to be a great doc, if you want to be a great human, right. Your connection with somebody, your desire to pull them in, your desire to um, draw people in by your actions, your intentions, your purpose, your, overall sustainability in life is going to show and show examples in a moment when you were like uh i mean you hear about opposites opposites attract right Mm -hmm. finding Mm -hmm. different types of opposites in people that create that yeah that organic sense of attraction that's really simple to go to the nuts and bolts of it just being male and female opposites attract okay or you know and, and it doesn't just go male or female but it's almost kind of mindset right Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whether you're into, you know, the same sex, it doesn't matter. It, it's all a matter right. of finding out what the opposite is that's going to pull you closer by that natural law of magnetism. Right. And one thing that I don't know if you've read this book, but The Way of Superior Man, Mm-mm. 
it's a little out there, I would say, in some capacities, but there's a portion of it that I do like a lot about it is, especially with guys, he's discussing guys utilizing their, um, you know, similar to, to how Napoleon's talking about, not so much sexual attraction, but using an attractive force to fulfill our personal legend. For sure. Instead of just desiring, you know, sex all the time for, for personal fulfillment in that way, fulfilling your personal legend um, in a way that actually fulfills the earth. And again, not in a sexual way. I don't want that to come off. As, like, go out there. It is, it is a part of the reality, though, especially as like, you know, growing up in our society, man, like it's so I mean, in the culture nowadays, I mean, it's it's what does uh andy talk about it's like the degradation kind of of yeah. like, of society to an extent but yeah in a way it's kind of like sapping some of that what would have been like chivalrous energy that people would mm-hmm. have had exactly prior that now it's just all about self-indulgence and you know well not even just the chivalrous energy the energy to go out there and actually fulfill a, a meaningful life right and it's, actually do good stuff yeah and it's it's really quite easy now to just uh, have quick connections and, you know, Mm -hmm. lose that, that, that Mac, that magic that can kind of pull you into a higher realm. He talks about in this book, um, again, more relevant for, for males, because I think females, the the mindset's different. So I don't mean to uh, be one-sided on this. This is kind of where the book goes, but I I would love for females to kind of drop in their perspective on things too. Yeah. But he talks about having <clears throat> definitely got to have boundaries with this. But when you have somebody that's an employee or uh, and he, he describes it as somebody who's like working front desk, there's an element to it behind having somebody that has attraction to them. And attraction goes much deeper than skin level. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody that has that that attractability, that magnetism, whether that be from personality, whether that be from. Uh, how they're able to engage in conversation, even think simple things like eye contact and just how they, they carry themselves. Um, those are, those are intangible things that uh, having that person close in your proximity mm-hmm. that you have attraction to, you're able to transmute that into energy. If you, if you're smart about it, like right. how many times growing up in high school or even in college, right. Where, um, let's say you had a pretty girl in class or pretty girl in the gym, right? Were you more likely to go, were you going to be lazy or were you going to, uh, you know, if you were going to try and talk to somebody, what's that right. conversation going to look like? Do you feel right. like high energy when you, when you approach that person or when you're around that, when you're around people like that or are you low energy? Yeah. It's always high energy, right? Right. That's right. a natural instinct and a natural energy source that in a way can be, neglected a lot of time or uh what i was saying before it's kind of being pumped out right right so i thought that was dope. i thought that was really <clears throat> dope to read um keeping it real from a book from what 19 1910 oh no way really i would guess 1937 but there's yeah, a, it was around when Rockefeller and Carnegie were in, right? Well, and it does also list the date in here. Uh, oh, that was his birthday. Okay, never mind. Yeah, gotcha. 1937. <laughs> well, I was like, 1883. I'm like, what the hell? I kind of um, want to play 
or, or discuss to you on a deeper level of that real quick, Dr. Nash. Mm-hmm. And authenticity of magnetism is key too, because we all know an individual who might be very, very attractive in looks, but dang, their personality is just like a freaking stone wall and they're just not. Huh? I know plenty of guys that like. No, yeah, I, I, it's in both sexes. I mean, like yeah. you have people that are very attractive looking individuals, but then their personality is just garbage. You know, yeah, either no. either they're bad people or they're just not a fun person to talk to. So, and you have the reverse side too, where you have maybe a really ugly person. No offense to anybody, but their personality is amazing, and they're just a very attractive individual in that capacity. So, being being authentic with our with our magnetism, I think, is a very important point that i want to make real quick yeah and recognizing that 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 magnetism you know play to the strengths of the best things that you can so like if you have a front desk make sure that they don't have some crappy personality out there too but they're authentic and build their authenticity through and through you know yeah no definitely and and making their their brightest light shine as as good as it can or as clean as yeah Uh, yeah absolutely like a moth to a flame, right? Yeah. People are going to see that as an attractive, I mean, they don't even know why a lot of time. And I find myself to, for certain people, it's just like, it's very gravitating, you know? Mm-hmm. We've yeah. got, I've got mentors that it was just gravitating to be around them. Right. And when I'm around those people, I, I want to be better. I want to, I want to achieve more. And I feel like my, my frequency, my vibrations higher. How do you think one, one person can like, increase their magnetism does he talk about that in the book or do you have any thoughts on no, that he talks about it he gives a list of 10 things actually if you want me to oh let's go yeah dive on. into that um right here so the cool thing is he, he goes through them and there's eight positive ones two negative ones so he calls them the mind stimuli uh one is the desire for sexual expression now to me that isn't necessarily sexual gratification but expression. So being validated, even just being recognized by somebody or some, or, uh, yeah, I mean, somebody that you have some sort of, uh, attraction to, like we said, it's not a physical thing. It's, there's so many layers to it that, uh, if you have a, a 30 second conversation, buddy, conversation with somebody that's got nothing, you know, it's uh, lights are on or nobody's home. I don't think there's any more unattractive thing to, to right. in my eyes. Um, but the second, the second one he lists is love. Hey, go real ahead. quick, let's go back. Yep. Go ahead. I'm go back to that because I like what I really, really like what you just said right there—the validation of sexual expression. Because how many people do we know that have like all this either sexual tension built up, and then they just like act out in weird ways because of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that validation is key, which is why I think we thrive off relationships that are, you know. I think we thrive off relationships like that when we're having that validation, when we're somebody who's just kind of kind of alone all the time. And again, if you if you're more of a loner, this is no dig at you. I think individuals we just thrive a lot more when we're we're sexually validated, like you said. Yeah, and the the brain is constantly processing information and and stimulus and just all these uh, all these frequencies. Okay. Right, right. It's like an antenna, but it's not a one-way antenna. It's a two-way thing. So just by yeah. being around other people, especially high-frequency, uh, high high-vibration people, you pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Whether you have Absolutely. to do with it or not, just by proximity alone, you pick up on that. 
um, one of the, I think one of the craziest things, and it's super well known, is just when there's if there's five women in the room and their cycles are on the first, fifth, tenth, fifteenth, and twentieth. By the end of month two, they're basically all on the same day. Same day. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have a conversation about it, but that's that innate to innate com- or uh, communication that happens, and that happens without any words. That they might even uh, have physical touch with each other. But yeah, it's, it's your presence. It's it's your uh, your vibrate like your uh, your aura in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. It's super real, um, and that's just yep. one little very real example of how that works so right and lean into that shit that's something that you can you can increase that tenfold all the time by being the i mean i i always want this to be the case and i might not always be but i you know my circle i want to be the dumbest or least bright person so i get i get you know i get pulled up i get I'm like like a magnet man i'm getting pulled to where the higher, right. the higher state. Right. So the second one that he lists is love. I don't really know Huge. if we have to dive a ton into that <laughs> one. That one's up. If you've experienced love before, it's, I don't know if there's much more uh, stimulating feeling on the planet. Right. Whether that be with your, your family, your, your parents, a sibling, um, somebody that you are married to dating. Uh, well, I don't think you can name anything more magnetizing than that. Yeah, for sure. Honestly. Yeah. And it allows you to operate freely a lot of the time. That, right. Uh, there's, you could have the worst weather. You could be the worst day in the stock market. It could be whatever. And if you're feeling like profound amount of love, that's, uh, I mean, there's, there's no greater stimuli than that. Right, right. People move mountains for much less. Yeah, absolutely. The third one he lists, a burning desire for fame, power, financial gain, money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the fourth is music. Fifth, friendship between either those of the same sex or those of the opposite sex. And this is one I want to touch base on. Six, a mastermind alliance. Based upon the harmony of two or more people who ally themselves for spiritual or temporal advancement. So having having a tribe, having a mastermind, having whatever you want to call it, a uh, a wolf pack, whatever, dude, it doesn't matter what you call it. But understanding the concept that we go, if we want to go fast, we go alone, we go far, we go together. Mm-hmm. And when you can align yourself with, with people that, you harmonize with towards similar virtues values and you understand that um you're not here to waste somebody else's time and you're right. not here for just some superficial reason right. or only a singular gain uh that's another one of those situations where it's uh god i i, I need to look up a proper analogy man because I, I can see it in my mind but i can't really like i can't really put it into words it's uh, I almost think of like a. You ever seen a electro? Uh, what is it like a, not like a big big magnet, but like a super magnet or whatever. Um, yeah. Where they basically like send the electron around and around and around. Yeah. Basically using like the the mag the magnetism. 
to like speed up the electron particle. Right. It's basically that feedback loop that it just keeps on increasing speed by having those opposing forces in a way. And right. I, I, I might be off on how that even works, but that's it's what like I, a bullet train. It's like yeah, a bullet train. kind of. I don't really know how those work, but maybe they like turn on the magnet. They like turn on the lower magnets. There's no, there's no generator on the actual train. Okay. That's power. It's, it's, it's more stagnant, but the track it's on turns on when it, when those magnets come across so that it push propels it forward. Okay. So exactly. That's exactly like what my, what I'm seeing in my mind when it comes right. to having people around you that are in, in a, figurative sense and opposite right that they propel and it's not just a, a a literary sense but they're very physical and real tangible things that show that right and they make you more powerful yes yes a, a bullet train stays on the track and it's more powerful because of because of what's going on underneath so yeah i like i like that a lot cool um so he goes on number seven is mutual suffering such as that experienced by people who are persecuted, uh, mm. pretty relevant, right? Uh, people who've been stepped on, kicked, you know, uh, you are kindred spirits to somebody else who's gone through something similar, and not in a sense that misery loves company, but that's an empowering feeling that you're not alone. And like I said before, you know, if you want to go far, you go together. Yeah, when you have somebody to go to to keep on pursuing and forging a path through the mud coming up and out yeah. of the mud, that's a, that's a motivating shit. That's what, I mean, from my background, I played junior college football and that's what a lot of it was. There's nobody here with any really guarantees. You know, this is almost kind of like the last, uh, the last chance. I mean, Netflix, last chance you. Last guy. chance you. <laughs> and not by accident, you know. I'm not a huge fan of the show, to be quite honest. But um, it is, it is relevant to an extent that, like, when you burn the ships, you take out the floor, and there's no right. option other. You could fall strat, uh, flat on your face, but there's unlimited potential. It's pretty motivating. Yeah, it's stimulating, especially for the spirit. Not right. just the mind, not just the physical body, but your spirit's stimulated by that. Right. Because I don't think there's anything more real or realistic than having no floor. Because that's, I mean, that's living in the present, right? When you suffer with somebody or you go through a similar experience with somebody, there's such a connection in that, in it. And you as an individual can rebound so much off of it. It makes me think honestly about when and he talks about the story of how, you know, he got stabbed and he had all this, his face was jacked up and everywhere he'd go or in his store, they'd be like, what happened to your face? You know? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, and he was mostly ashamed of it until he bumped into his car, ran into that chick yeah. in the store who was burned from burned head victim. to toe. Yeah. And she goes, you know, her, her face was marred too. And she goes, what the hell happened to your face? And, and they bonded on that moment alone and it let him see a future and become more successful with who he was. His magnetism increases tenfold. Yeah. Maybe even more from that conversation and that interaction alone, because they had been through the muck. They didn't have any floor. There wasn't anything for them to fall back on. Yeah. They couldn't grow a new phase or, or anything like that. Like, yeah, they could try to cover it up with maybe some plastic surgery, 
But at the end of the day, they will always and forever have that experience with one another that I know he for a fact thinks on. I'm sure she does as well. And does, doesn't that make us as individuals stronger going through school together? Mm-hmm. Makes make us stronger personally. Me getting kicked out of school when I was an undergrad, when I hear other people's stories about that and their successes, that that continues to propel me even more. When you it's something crazy, that bro. for as long as I've known you, I don't think you've ever told me that story. I thought I told a couple like like really how you got kicked out. No, I don't oh, think so. Dang. You told me about how uh, Jared from Subway used to like <laughs> and like like that dude that 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 freak. You know, yeah, I did. Right? Uh, I did ride my bike past his old apartment at one yeah. point. Yeah, yes. Not wow, exactly. that's pretty sad. If I shared that story with you, not a. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe you did, bro. Maybe I played a little too much football and I forgot it. No, I mean, but it is something that, like, every now and then, I do personally. In in my own heart, I think back and I'm like, I I don't want people to look down on me for lesser. So sometimes I don't necessarily share it outright. But it is something that makes me who I am today. And I even told Chattel this the other day is sometimes it's very difficult for me to kind of slow down and be in the present because of that. Because mm. I, I so badly do not want to go back to that point where I had to tell my dad that I got kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that freaking sucked. And it made my heart drop like so freaking much. But at the end of the day, I would not be half the Cairo, half the doc that I would be today because of that. So even, even that suffering and, and maybe we'll we'll exclusively do a uh, episode on that kind of story because it's it is a pretty good one in terms of how I got back in because I got kicked out of IU and then I got back into IU and I had to work my butt off and stuff so that's a pretty good story overall so we'll, I might save that one yeah dude save it for sure I just wanted to make that little comment because I yeah I'm sure I'm not the only one that's like heard you make the comment before yeah why do I think yeah <laughs> like what happened yeah fun fact I actually got into Palmer just uh, not making my way through school <laughs> I mean. You would be the first. Um, all right, so three left. Number eight is auto suggestion, which to me uh, is a fancy way, or maybe a more late lay person way. Or you know, our our just lexicon's different. Yeah, but that's an eight connection. Yeah, I mean, at, a, at its it's its most simplest form for sure. Yeah, um, but having opportunities to allow that communication to be clear Meditate. do you have a favorite form of auto suggestion Dr. Nash? like right now dude one of my favorite things is literally that 10 minutes of visualization literally so dude, good. Yeah. yeah literally so good dude um for anybody that doesn't know we're going through phase one and part of phase one is 10 minutes of visualization every day and it's holding something in your mind like holding a picture or holding something that you truly desire in your mind mm-hmm. And visualizing it and then letting innate or auto suggestion flesh it out even more as you realize. And yeah, for me recently, that's been like every single day I I get done with that. And I'm like, I have this feeling like in my, you know, literally burning desire to go out and make the most of the day. Right. Um, But one of the good, good tools for that is a vision board. But like Dr. Mo talked about last episode, is also storyboarding so creating yeah. a story around your vision board yeah it's not just a story but seeing the movie in your head visualizing the movie that's what i've really been doing a lot recently with my movie is 
not just go like, so mine is um, one of the things I'm thinking about or visualizing is buying my parents' house back that they had to sell, but they didn't. Mm, that's a good one. But it's more than just me visualizing the house. And it's more, it started off as me just, I'm just going to try and remember every inch of the house and walk through it and remember as much as I can. And it's, Do you know the address of that house? Uh, it is. I'm sure you could find it, but I looked it up. I think it's 2401 Copai Road. It'd be cool if you go visit and like do a visualization session there. Just like ask the I, owners. I pulled it up on Google Maps and I screenshot it and I put that on my vision board. Dude, that's so sick. But you know, in my storyboard or my 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 movie, my mental movie, um, there's a whole element to where I'm I'm watching myself pull up to their house, their mm. current house, and um, before that, I'm organizing everybody at the, the house that I'm buying, and I'm, it's going to be a surprise. So uh, yeah. I'm pulling up to the house. I'm like, "Hey, we're going to take a trip," um, but I blindfold them, take them into my car, which in my mind is a Tesla truck, Cybertruck. Let's go. Uh, Cyber and truck. you know, then With it the goes t- from there. I'm not going to just yeah. like uh, turn this episode into Nash's. Uh, Nash's storyboarding. Yeah, my storyboarding, but uh, that that's kind of gives you a picture of like what that's like for me with the auto suggestion yeah. side. So that's what I really like. I and I think that's so powerful, like you said. And what I and what I've actually been doing is because I've been trying to envision like what I want the practice to feel like. And so I actually went on. And anybody can do this. Whatever you want to visualize, auto suggest. Whatever you want to do, go on to YouTube and see if you can find like a video, uh, like a sounds of that right so i actually i want my practice to be almost be so busy that there's people just hanging out having conversation kind of like what dr mo shared in terms of people just come even if they don't have an appointment right but then also that the phones are like just going off the hook so i just like there's like a call center (laughs) youtube thing that goes on for hours and i just will sit there for 10 minutes just thinking about like what my future practice will look like the phones are ringing off the hook because people are so sick and they need help to optimize their health and at the same time i have people individuals playing with their kids in the in the the front area you know just going back and forth the room and hugging patients and i just visualize that so much and what's funny is i don't know if this is one of those things where you just notice it more or if it's actually taking place and manifesting and how it is now but i feel like my phone's ringing every like it's a lot more than it was so yeah take that as you will and then the second form of auto suggestion, I don't know if you've done this, Nash, but 49 breaths um, created by Sid Williams. I love it. And if you haven't done 49 breaths, highly suggest. There is a YouTube video out there from Dr. Brett um, Jones. He has it up there, but um, it's a form of rebirth, form of auto suggestion. And whenever I want to become more powerful, take on the day and just, you know, go balls to the wall, that's what I do. Hmm. Any, anytime. It takes like five minutes, maybe. Nice. So, that's that's my two big practices. Yeah, that's dope, dude. Um, I mean, I what I think about for mine a little bit too is uh, just my martial arts background, just doing more yeah. of my my, uh, my Selim Tao flow, which is from Wing Chun. So yeah, uh, that's been really good for me. That's huge. Uh, forming better connection, mind and body. One hundred percent. Oh, I, and for the breath too. Um, explain all right so not explain is the so it's the breath work side of it right is it like a seven second inhale five second hold no not for this one so you actually are doing 
there's there's essentially portions of breath work and then portions of affirmations. Okay. So you will do like a form of, of affirmations, seven, seven breaths. So inhale, exhale, very, very powerful breathing, mm-hmm. 14 breaths, or excuse me, auto, uh, what's it called? The word I just said, affirmations in between 14 breaths, affirmations, 14 breaths, affirmations, and one more round of 14 breaths in my mouth, right? And realistically, what it, what it cultivates inside you is confidence. You're affirming what you want from that day, who you are within the inside and essentially breathing in my mind, rebirthing with each breath. And what Dr. Brett Jones talks about is we don't really know what 49 breaths is from, but it's potentially from in the Tibetan book of death. Um, 49 breaths is, is, or 40, the number 49 represents reincarnation or rebirth. So, um, you know, for me, and sometimes I'll mix in prayer with that, with, with, with what I'm doing too, is, you know, I do a little bit of prayer, but then mostly affirmations too. So that's usually how that works. Have to look that up on YouTube. Yeah, um, I'm gonna finish with the last two for the ten mind stimuli. Number nine is fear, and number ten is narcotics and alcohol. Which of these ten are the stimuli that are chronically used by the government? <laughs> nine and ten. <laughs> Which ones are usually the ones that are? I mean. Not necessarily in our scenarios, but in, I guess, more corporate America or more uh, typical job settings, those are the ones that they use to stimulate people. The fear of not having living, well, the fear of living paycheck to paycheck is very real for, I think, like, I don't know the real statistic, but I guess I would assume. It's a big number. Three quarters of Americans at least probably live paycheck to paycheck. I think it's higher than that, bro. And and I'm being conservative, I feel like, with that. Yeah. That's the well, go ahead. His point is this is almost like a per, per uh, like a, a wrong type of magnetism or magnetism takes place in like a, it happens, but it's because our bodies are naturally inclined to that. So, I mean, these are stimuli that it, they elevate our vibration and it's what the mind responds to. Gotcha. The, I mean, it's super, super crude and like very trivial now, but I, I almost think of Monsters, Inc., right? Like, <laughs> you ever seen the first one? Yeah. They use fuel or screams for fuel and then they're like, oh, like joy, laughter, and love. That's like exponentially better fuel. Right. Kind of same concept almost. So yeah, just like just it's a fuel, but maybe despair, a- preying on people's, um, like Lack a perverse of, source. Yeah. yeah. People, people aren't prepared to handle the, the, the current, uh, not, not just program, but the uh, system, the way it's set up, right? Right. Financially, right. Uh, household wise, I mean, there's a lot to it, but like, I don't think people are truly prepared for that, at least in the current quote unquote education system. And I think that's because it creates this element of fear that, well, you know, if I've got kids and I don't go to this job, I'm afraid that they're not going to eat. Yeah. Um, And I hate this job and I, I'm scared that if I don't do it or if I do this stuff wrong, I won't have a job anymore. Yeah. And then you lean into the, 
other simians that he lists as uh, narcotics and alcohol. Sometimes he says they can be, uh, you know, in moderation or even like lower amounts. They can be an assistant. Um, I'm not necessarily in that camp as much, but that's just what he talks about. Um, People that have been quote unquote successful through the use of, of alcohol, like Edgar Allan Poe or a few other writers. But in my opinion, was it because of the alcohol or was it in spite of the alcohol? You know, um, mm. maybe, yeah. for, maybe for some people it, it just numbs them enough to align themselves with the greatness that they could potentially have at all times if they weren't lack of limitations process so much or having limitations, like you said. Yeah. Right. So those are the 10. Um, key, I mean, you know, listen to those again, write them down, whatever. But those are 10 mental stimuli that you can use to yeah, and get elevate, the book. Elevate your, your frequency. Page 208. Dude, yeah. I think, you know, when you're, when you're talking about this type of stuff, it just makes me think about more about the capabilities that we have, like we talked about. And when you're going through things like this book shares, like these individuals that we meet, if I actually share share a story one time, one time I was so my first job ever, I was working at this ice cream shop, and we were talking about superpowers. I don't know if I shared this story before too. And I asked my buddy, I was like, "What? What? If you had to have any superpower, what would you want?" And he was like, "I would want to have the superpower to like influence people, like mm. to to." You know, not to like in an evil way, <laughs> but like to influence people to do things, right? And I was like, that's the dumbest superpower. <laughs> but now I was looking back, I'm like, man, if you can influence people, have the magnetism in in a in a moral compass kind of way, that's amazing. Sure. I, I, I would pick I would say that today, you know. That's your superpower of choice. For this episode, yes. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and not for this episode, but like my answer has always been, uh, I w- like the control of gravity. That'd be a big one. And I mean, I'd like I love to fly in general. I would love to fly. In terms of like magnetism, though, too. Oh yeah, because like that is an element of it, right? So yeah, you're floating, or creating a atmosphere or a situation where that's intensified or concentrated. Maybe I make myself super strong like Goku by experiencing multiple multiplication of gravity over time. Wolf's law. Dude, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I've never. You don't. You don't ever, Goku. I've never, ever seen an episode of Dragon Ball Z, a full one. The disappointment in your heart right there. <laughs> I know I'm not alone. That's the, that's, that's, no, all. you're not. In fact, Chantel would probably get what you're saying more than me, which is kind Shut of up. sad. And no, I, I, I think because her older brother loved Dragon Ball Z. That's you married a good one. Thanks. I think so too. Yeah. But that magnetism, magnetism, bro. Magneto. Um, that's about all I got, Gage. You got anything else to wrap up with today? No, I think that was solid, guys. Go out there, get your reps in. Source that magnetism. And at the same time, you know, go back and listen through this, get the book, all that kind of stuff. Because the more influential you are to people, the more magnetism you have with people, the better off not only more fulfilled your life is going to be, 
but also at the same time, the more you're going to fulfill other people's lives. And that, that remember we talk about obligations for our community. That should be an obligation that we should keep at the forefront of our, of our mind space. Every, every present moment. How are you going to coach today? How are you going to coach? That's all I got. Love it, bro. You know how to find us. Uh, and the other thing is you got to pay the fee. Pay the fee. Let us know. Write us a review. And if you have some comments on the show, man, reach out to us on Instagram or personally. Yeah. Love to hear back from anybody that's uh, has some takeaways or has some drop-ins. Um, you can find us at D underscore good underscore fight underscore errs at DC uh, Gates or wait, Gates Mayor underscore DC. Yep. And at DC underscore Nash underscore T. Help us to get to 12, 1,200 downloads by the first year. Pay the fee. <laughs>